welcome to A Year of Career, 52 Practical Answers to Your Questions. I'm Erin Wolfram. I own and operate Career Advantage and Career Advantage Golf. So I help professionals feel more confident and prepared throughout their job search by helping with resumes, cover letters, LinkedIn profiles, mock interviews. I also assist with personal and professional websites and portfolios. But every week on this podcast, I answer one question from the public. And this week's question is, how should I handle recruiters that seek me out and connect with me on LinkedIn? And to help us answer that question today, I have my former supervisor, David Gaston, here with me. We've known each other for about 15 years, worked together for 13 years at the University Career Center at the University of Kansas. And I'll go ahead and let David introduce himself. Well, hi there. David Gaston, Assistant Vice Provost for Academic Success at the University of Kansas. Um, I oversee the career and experiential learning teams. Uh, came to KU about 17 years ago as the director of the Career Center. And um, overall, I've been about 25 years in higher ed and, and career services. And I know, you know, throughout those 25 years, you've kind of worked in a, you know, a number of ways, you know, within career centers, and you've worked a lot with employers and recruiters and, and people like that. So let's go ahead and get started with some of these questions here to answer the, the overall question. So if, you know, I'm, you know, just a professional out there, you know, what if I'm not looking for a job and a recruiter reaches out to me on LinkedIn or, you know, even through email or gives me a call, you know, what, what do you um, recommend that I do in that situation if, you know, I'm not actively seeking a job? Well, number one, feel really great that you have some skills that people are interested in. Two, you've got to make a decision. Am I interested in maybe considering this or am I not in a position at the moment to consider something different? If you say, yes, I'm interested in considering something, then feel free to reach back out. I mean, conversations don't cost you anything at this point. Um, it, you're just trying to gauge, you know, what is this person talking about? And, you know, is there a real potential opportunity here? Is it something I may be interested in? So those are the things that you need to kind of have in your mind. Now, understand this, recruiters don't work for you. They work for whomever has hired them to help them find a, you know, a new employee. And typically they're not gonna go too far afield from the idea of what the employer has in their mind for the type of person that they want. So, you're going, so you must already kind of fit that, uh, that you know, idea in their head so, because they're trying to make the employer's dreams come true, so to speak. <laughs> So, so that's the thing to kind of keep in mind. So if you want to have that conversation, then that's great. And then you want to go ahead and find more information and just say, okay, what are you, what's the situation? What are you looking at? The other thing I would keep in mind is don't just take that recruiter's word for it. You might, you can do some searches online to kind of triangulate if this is an opportunity. Hopefully you've developed your network, uh, professional network via LinkedIn and other areas so that you can kind of start asking around um, because you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket with that recruiter. So you want to kind of work around the fringes to make sure that what that recruiter is telling you is, is true and correct. Definitely. I, I love that idea of, you know, talking to other people, right? Doing your research either through web searches or reaching out to your own personal network to see if anyone you know has any experience with that organization or even reaching out to your connections on LinkedIn that you may not know you know extremely well 
but you know, there's a reason that you have those connections. And so, you know, just asking, you know, hey, I, I noticed that you worked at this company for a few years. Um, could you give me, you know, 10 minutes of your time so I could ask you a few questions? So I, I love that. And that's certainly something that I've talked about before on this podcast is, you know, trying to gather as much information as possible to make well-informed decisions, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say that, um, you know, you do ask some questions or you are just in a really great situation right now and there's just really nothing that's going to take you away from your current opportunity. What are some, you know, tactful ways to um, you know, let the recruiter know, you know, say thank you so much, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, this isn't the best fit for me right now or I'm not interested right now? Yeah, and I think that's a, just being direct, but being very friendly, but not shutting it down totally is the way to go. You say, hey, thank you for your interest. Um, currently, I'm not in a position to make a transition, but if you have opportunities in the future, please, you know, I encourage you to reach out and share those that, you know, if, if I'm a good fit for them or something along those lines. Of course, it'll be a lot, not a lot nicer and smoother than what I just said, but something that incorporates those thoughts. Um, because, I mean, why, why should shut something down that may happen in the future if you may exactly. need an opportunity. It's all about building those bridges. And But yeah, I mean, just because they reach out doesn't mean you have to go down that path. But then again, you don't want to, you don't want to necessarily shut it all the way down either for future opportunities. Absolutely. I was just going to say the same thing. You know, you don't want to break any bridges because, you know, maybe three years from now, they have this amazing opportunity that you find and you are ready to make a transition. And now, um, you know, if you handle that situation initially very, you know, professionally, um, they're going to remember that. And, and the opposite, if you, <laughs> you handle it in a negative way, they're mm -hmm. certainly going to remember that. And, you know, it's just going to leave a, a, a bad taste in their mouth. So, yeah, just, you know, not breaking any bridges and, and being professional and courteous with all of the communication. And like you said from the beginning, just really being grateful that they, you know, thought that you had the skills and the, the qualifications that they were looking for. And, um, you know, thanking them for even considering you, I, I think is great. So um, one thing that just popped into my head is, you know, I mean, I think the person who submitted this question maybe has had this happen before. And, you know, I think sometimes people are kind of caught off guard by it. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe they they realize, you know, wow, I, I wasn't looking for a new opportunity at all. But now that I've heard about this opportunity and I've done my research, this does sound really great. And so, you know, one thing that I think um that you, you've certainly taught me, I mean, you've certainly taught me a lot over the years, but being transparent with your current supervisor is so important. And I think, you know, that's one thing that um, you and I, I feel like have always done with each other. And um, I think we certainly appreciated that. So um, would you maybe just kind of talk about that as someone who supervises a lot of people and, um, you know, why that's so important to have that conversation with your supervisor so then they're not caught off guard if suddenly you're like, hey, I got a new job. I'm leaving in two weeks. Right. Well, I think one of the things is you've got to take an assessment. You know, we, we've talked before about, um, you know, always kind of keeping it in the back of your mind, your career and looking through, you know, your life through that lens on occasion to make sure that you take you know, um, an assessment of those types of things. Um, but also hopefully, you know, in this situation, you're, you've already got a good relationship with your supervisor. Uh, if you don't, then 
this may be a different conversation, but if you have a good relationship with your supervisor and you feel like, you know, regardless of if you're there or not, they're going to have your back. You want to make sure that you're very transparent with them because from the supervisor's perspective is, yes, let's say I want Erin to be happy with her job. If she's not happy here and wants to do other things, let's make sure she does that because she, if she goes out and does well, then maybe I can hire somebody good back behind, you know, or mm-hmm. we develop that kind of reputation. But the other part of it is, is that supervisor has a job to do and they've got to get, you know, if it's a nonprofit at a university or a university or wherever, they've got to serve people. And, you know, if people, if, if the staff leave, then it makes it more difficult to serve those uh, people that they need to serve, at least in the short term. But if you can make plans and have contingencies, then it makes it a lot easier in that transition more amicable. Right. And um, so I think those, and, and then you never know, it may be, let's say somebody comes into an entry level position with us, right? But they go out and they do something else. Mm-hmm. Well, we may have an associate director or director job come open someday. Exactly. And you don't, you know, if you left in a bad way, you're not going to have any shot for that because how can I trust you? Right. Exactly. <laughs> so you want to make sure it's again, goes back to, you don't want to burn bridges. You want to develop your strong professional network. So, so always keep that in mind. Absolutely. Yes. It's just, you know, really it's, um, you know, nurturing those relationships because I mean, and even if you do go off and you end up never returning, there could be the opportunity for, you know, referrals back and forth Mm -hmm. and things like that. So just lots of opportunities for, um, you know, those professional relationships to still, you know, kind of benefit each other. So, um, so what about just LinkedIn in general? So um, any tips for um, just utilizing LinkedIn, being ready, I guess, and prepared or, um, you know, things that people could do to where recruiters might potentially be, you know, attracted to them because of their LinkedIn profile. So just like any general LinkedIn um, tips that you have. Yeah, sure. I mean, just like any social media LinkedIn needs to be curated. You know, back in the day, everybody thought that they wanted a Facebook page. And if you put it up, you know, magic things would happen. Well, they didn't realize that there was a lot of work to having a Facebook page, right? If you wanted to curate it for an organization. Same thing with LinkedIn. Essentially, you're the corporation and this is a marketing tool for you. And it's a way for you to kind of communicate and connect with others. So if you're wanting to go in a particular direction, what I would recommend is you do some research on other people that look successful or seem to be doing very well within the industry that you want to go into. What do they have on their LinkedIn page? What skills are they promoting? Because hopefully I, I would imagine that those are the skills that they're developing and that people are wanting in that particular industry. So make sure that you have those things. And if you don't have them, go out and develop them so you can put them on there. Again, that makes you more marketable. And again, we've talked about before with recruiters that they're not looking to, you know, find, um, you know, something that's unusual and put them in front of an employer. They're trying to find what the employer has envisioned, right? And so what you're trying to do is develop a brand that meets that kind of vision that the employer is looking for. Um, so 
that's what I would try to do is do that research, look at yourself, what you have to offer, see if there's any gaps. If there are gaps, kind of develop those um, into strengths and then make sure that those that information is on your LinkedIn page. And then you can also start looking at professional associations and making those connections. Mm -hmm. And then when you do that, if they have questions that come up and you start um, making comments on those questions and answering and developing your network and demonstrating your knowledge, that's a great way to kind of demonstrate your, your knowledge and make connections as well. Those are just a couple of things that come to mind quickly. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I agree 100%. You know, making sure that your profile is well developed and is, you know, demonstrating the skills and experiences and qualifications that you need, um, you know, to take that next step, but then always and um, also being active. I think that's so important. So, you know, there are so many people who have a LinkedIn profile and yeah, maybe it's up to date. Maybe it looks great, but then they just sit there and do nothing with it. But like you were just talking about, if you actually get in there and you're active and you're engaged, that's going to show up on your profile and demonstrate, you know, commitment to your industry, um, possibly, you know, show your expertise in your field and those sorts of things. And that's just going to help you be more proactive in, um, either, you know, representing your current organization well and or, you know, potentially securing a, a future opportunity. So, you know, I think, you know, not only having a strong profile um, is important, but also just being active and, and actually utilizing LinkedIn in some capacity. All right. Well, any final thoughts, David, on, on LinkedIn or recruiters? Yeah, just know what you're getting into. Just be very straightforward, transparent. I think those are kind of the main things. And then, oh, the other thing about recruiters is sometimes they will take you through the whole life cycle as far as the hiring process, but sometimes they're just there to source candidates, mm. candidates, and then sometimes, and, and, and then once they source candidates, they'll give it to the hiring manager or a search committee or something like that, and then they'll take over. Sure. So one of the things when you first connect with a recruiter is to kind of figure out what's your role in this process are you going to be part of it the whole time or are you just sourcing candidates or is it somewhere in between? I think that's something else that's really good to know. Yeah, I, I agree. That's that's a great question to ask to, like you said, find out that person's role in the process and who else might be involved, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, great tips. Um, I really appreciate your, your information and expertise. So um, I mentioned this in a previous podcast, but there are any folks listening who are University of Kansas students or alumni, definitely check out the services offered by the University Career Center. They're a valuable resource. Or if you attend another university, your, your local career center, um, and a lot of those services are 100% free and um, you know, definitely take advantage of those. If you need other assistance, you're not a, a student, um, I'm certainly happy to help. You can always check out my websites, uh, careeradvantageresumes.com or careeradvantagegolf.com. I also have social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can find me at Career Advantage Resumes and on Twitter, it's at Advantage Career. So thanks so much again, David, and thanks everyone for joining us today. I hope you all have a great week. Thank you. Thank you.